0: And welcome to Thrift Shop Biography. This is the one about Janice Dickinson. Thank you for listening. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So, um, I was in the charity shop, the thrift shop. Hi, if you're in America. And I found the autobiography of Janice Dickinson, the world's original supermodel.
1: And I said to you, who the hell is she? (laughs) But all right, I'll read it.
0: (laughs) Okay, I ask you every week. Oh, you've already answered it. I was about to say, what did you know about her? I thought
1: I'd never heard of her. And then uh, at some point I worked out that she was the same person who was in the celebrity Get Me Out Of Here Jungle when Christopher Biggins won.
0: Ah. And she was the runner-up. And I watched that one. Okay.
1: And I didn't know anything about her. And when someone's had that much plastic surgery at that point in her life, she just looks like she could be anybody. you never know she was an amazing, beautiful model. Yeah.
0: My only um, knowledge of her is through reality TV mm. on I'm a Celebrity and on Celebrity Big Brother. Mm. And I knew that she'd cropped up on some other reality shows like Next Top Model, but I never watched them. So I was aware of her, but I, I, I just knew her as this kind of crazy nut who's obviously yeah. a, a good booking for a reality show. Yeah, But this book, actually, was it written in 2002? Yes. Oh, actually, and I also knew, sorry, I also knew that she accused, she was the main accuser of Bill Cosby. Yeah. And they completely shot her down because when she came on the news talking about it, she just seemed a bit crazy, unfortunately. And so it's easy for people to say she doesn't, you know, she's making it up.
1: That's the problem with a lot of damaged people, is nobody believes them. But that's why they're damaged.
0: Yeah, and that's what this book is kind of about. A life full of
1: not being believed or listened to. Yeah,
0: and I think that's why abusers hone hone in on those people, because they are damaged. It's kind of a vicious circle, isn't it?
1: And in some ways, and we're leaping to the end, (laughs) (laughs) um, reality TV producers are Uh, abusers, because they go for the damaged people. And yeah. then use them up just like everyone it's else total always exploitation. has. exploitation. It totally is. Yeah. So it makes good TV because yeah. here's this damaged woman.
0: I mean, well, we both said we both watched it, so it does yeah. make good TV. But then, but then
1: Yeah, but then I think reading these books is really teaching me a lot about oh. how not to judge people who are seemingly insane. Mm-hmm. Or at least to give them a bit of a benefit of the doubt as to, let's give them a minute, why are they like this? Yeah,
0: for sure. By the way, this book deals a lot with abuse. Oh, yeah. don't, Why am I laughing?
1: Oh, uh, it's awkward. It is yeah. awkward. It's so awkward and awful.
0: In the same way that, like, Mummy Dearest was, and I hated reading Mummy Dearest because of the abuse in it I'm just wondering whether we should be warning people about this one if you're listening and you're kind of upset by right. things like child abuse and sexual abuse you shouldn't probably no listen to it because it's it's explicit in this book it, isn't it, it really
1: is and it gives you that same feeling of reading it for the her whole of her childhood where you're just sort of going I almost can't bear reading this yeah because she needs to get out, yeah, and she's stuck. And you have to get to the point where she lives, leaves her childhood, yeah. Because you can't bear it. But of course, she never leaves it, really. Oh,
0: do you know what? The one thing her awful dad, mm. who is like a, a devil on earth, she
1: calls rat bastard.
0: She calls him rat bastard all
1: the way through it. All the way,
0: but that's the thing. All the way through it, yeah. It's like she is constantly mentioning him in. Every chapter of this book, that abuse never never left her. her. No, even when you're hearing amazing stuff of being a high class model and hanging out in the best places with the best people, she still finds a way of going back to her dad. She's
1: on top of the world, but she's a worthless piece of shit because her dad told her so. So how how can she be both? Yeah, and that's a constant struggle.
0: Yeah. So we need to talk about her dad. We don't yeah. need to go into the details that's a, she goes that's into a in brief her book.
1: Sweep of the whole book yeah. isn't it <laughs> how you just yeah. Said. yeah,
0: but I would basically say if you don't want to hear about how turn awful, awful her dad off. was, turn it off At least, or it's skip awful. 10 minutes. We're not going to spend that long on it, are we? Why except, don't we?
1: except that it affects her whole life, yeah. so yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, we actually don't it's listen. Go and listen. Awful. To, what podcast can they listen to? Every single yeah. one we've done seems to have some kind of abuse in it. Listen to the George Michael one <laughs> or Rod Stewart. If you haven't listened to that. Yeah, he
1: causes the problems. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Janice Dickinson has two sisters. So it's a three-daughter family. And she has a mum who's a nurse and a dad who's a Marine. But her dad is exceptionally vile and angry and violent.
1: I think he really, really hates women. And he was really disappointed to have girls. But I have to probably guess that if he'd had sons he'd have been horrendous to them as well yeah
0: of course he would have been hitting them and
1: oh, he would have been going you need to be a marine you've got to be hard yeah. and if they were born a bit soft that would have been a nightmare for them too
0: yes so Janice pulls no punches when she talks about the abuse. It's cra- the whole tone of the book actually. Whatever she's talking about is quite crass and explicit. Yes, true, I have to true. say. Yeah, but
1: that, that's that's what she's known. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She doesn't hold anything no. back, and and she doesn't when she talks about the abuse. So she has an older sister Alexis and a younger sister Debbie. Now it sounds like Alexis got the worst of the sexual abuse. Yeah. And it sounds like Janice was privy to it. So when it was her turn, so to speak, she really fought back yeah. against it. I mean, it didn't stop him. No. But it meant that she had less sexual abuse and more violence. Well, it, t- it
1: turned into violence instead of sexual because abuse. Because she was
0: rejecting her dad. Oh yeah. my God, it's so grim. Janice is kind of this fiery personality and she stands up to her dad but that gets her black eyes and split lips. Oh, and my
1: God. He comes home, beats her, stands on her stomach till she wets herself. Oh,
0: my God. I mean, it's f-
1: severe physical yeah. beatings and a really bad violence.
0: Constantly telling her that she's no good, never going to amount yeah. to anything. Yeah. And that's so filtered through into Janice's psyche that it literally stays with her for the rest yeah. of her life. And yeah. even when she gets a success, so she's on the front cover of a magazine... Her reaction to that is, see, my dad told me I wouldn't amount to anything. Well, I have. It's just everything she does goes back to her dad.
1: The book describes how she's asleep and he's creeping up the corridor, opening her door, (sighs)
0: saying,
1: I know you're awake. I know everything. Opening her sister's door. And so it's that. Perpetual fear, yeah. the dread, and she's running downstairs making him breakfast, and then as she hears him coming, running out so and yeah,
0: going to school. You've got
1: to literally live yeah. with your tormentor, and yeah. work around that. It's How? not
0: just the episodes of actual physical or sexual abuse, it's living that it might happen at Any moment, and you're a child in that house, you can't go anywhere, you can't leave. And her mum's pretty useless. I mean, her mum is a victim of abuse as well, but her mum's a nurse, and she kind of access to prescription drugs
1: because her mum, it turns out, knew that her dad's abusing when she catches him actually trying to rape her and beating her.
0: That's right, her mum came home at where Janice is a little bit older, her dad tries to rape her, and Janice is fighting him off and it turns out into a massive brawl oh I know her dad's come home with a black eye so Janice yeah. is punching him in his black yeah, eye to yeah. try and get him off and the mum comes home tries to get him off but the dad yeah. then throws her against yeah. and she hits her head on the mantelpiece yeah, splits to the it open hospital. Janice takes her to hospital, the dad yeah. doesn't, but it's a hospital where her mum works. Yeah. So she won't say anything, she won't no, tell anyone. No. But her mum, yeah, her mum just couldn't cope with it. Buried her
1: head in the sand and took prescription drugs to numb herself, yeah. And which is sadly, effectively, what she then did for oh the rest my of God, her life. I and know. in fact, from a young age, she was going to meet her friends and taking whatever pills anyone yeah. could find, yeah. or smoking weed or just anything to numb herself, yeah. get off her head from that point on.
0: Okay, so I think we've established that Janice had a pretty grim <laughs> childhood, so should we move on quite quickly?
1: Yeah. yeah. And then she manages to get to a Jim Morrison concert. Ah, yeah. Which is when you think she's got hope. She sees this bloke, she's yeah. right at the front. This yeah. is her way out. I could be up there. Yeah. I'm going to make something of myself.
0: That's a real metaphor for her personality that she can go to a Doors concert as a 14-year-old right at the back of the crowd. She can fight her way to the front and be at the front and Mm. see Jim Morrison. That's kind of what she's done with her career and stuff. She always pushed herself forward. And I think that's a really good... Propelled
1: um, by the need to get out of where she is.
0: Mind you, you do that at concerts, don't you? When you went to see Prince yeah, at the O2. I don't OT, you... push
1: my way. I turn up at about dawn. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <to stay there. laughs> so, all right. I just calculate... That's why, well, that's well, why you're not a supermodel. You're well, very then. patient. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then that all turns dark because he's drunk and he starts hurling abuse at the crowd. Jim
0: Morrison. Yeah. yeah.
1: Then takes his trousers down, flashes them all. She's like, oh. I mean, Grim. It's just, even oh, that turns yeah, dark.
0: Right. So yeah, at the age of fourteen, she's really becoming quite independent, isn't she? In, mm. And going out. Got a out job. And, she's
1: trying to get yeah. money,
0: and so, she's so. meeting boys and getting on the backs of their motorbikes and uh, stuff. And but she yeah. ends up in New York at the age of sixteen, doesn't she? Yeah. She rooms with a couple of friends, right?
1: One friend and her mum. We have skipped the part where she goes to a BB King concert with a date. Oh,
0: that's before she left to New York. That's okay, she left. all right. Tell tell us about that.
1: Well. <laughs> She had a date that took her to a B.B. King concert. And afterwards she was like, come on, we've got to go round the back. And she's beautiful and she somehow talks her way in. And she meets Ron Levy, who's the pianist, keyboard Keyboard player. He's like a white Jewish Jim Morrison looking. (laughs) She said he looks more like Jim Morrison than Jim Morrison. She's besotted with him and he seems to like her. Of course. She can't dump her date for him. Uh She's not that kind of girl yet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he will crop up later yes there's a tantalizing yeah. <laughs> uh, little bit of a
0: snippet from the future again that that's like her, her personality is already formed and that she's mm. at a bb king concert and she gets backstage and, and yes. meets them you yeah. know there's a real determination there is there
1: takes a certain type oh and of course her mum takes her to a modeling school
0: and of course, Janice is obsessed with fashion magazines, and, obsessed, and she yeah. goes into the store and she'll take them off the rack and yeah. she'll sit on the floor and read through yeah. them.
1: And she's aware that she's got this body that's yeah. amazing—long legs and it's very slim, small breasts. She can see the people in the magazines are similar.
0: Yeah, but she's has different colorings.
1: Yeah, she's dark. because the uh, famous
0: ones at this time are very blonde-haired, blue-eyed, all-American yeah, girls—American
1: dream—and her yeah. mum is of Polish origin. Yes. So that's just giving her a slightly more olive skin colour and look, dark Mm -hmm. hair. And then her mum takes her to this modelling school. And then that takes her to New York for the first time. There's
0: like a fashion model, new model competition Mm. or Mm. something, which takes place in New York. Mm. And her mum gives her the airfare. Yeah.
1: And when she gets to New York, she cries. And they're saying, why are you crying? She says, because I know I'm going to win. I know I'm going to win.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: And then when she steps forward in front of this panel, which includes telly Savalas, yeah. who's clearly a bit of a perv
0: oh come he comes up again later too
1: being a perv again yeah
0: <laughs> who would have thought i mean okay
1: he's a bloke he's on telly
0: sucks a lollipop
1: got opportunities yeah and he's hosting a judging a modeling yeah. competition of course Ugh. at that point his mind isn't on daisies and yeah fields anyway she goes i know how i'm going to win this because I'm going to make sure everyone on this panel knows they could fuck me. Yeah, <laughs> That's literally right. what she says. And she walks in that manner. And she I think she says, them. I
0: walked in a way that I was eminently fuckable. That's a, yeah. what she says. I wonder what that kind of walk is.
1: I kind of know. I can see it in do my mind's eye. I don't do it. <laughs> I'm more like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> but she does. And they're all right. drooling. And so she wins. She wins. That's amazing. It's probably almost relief that she knows she's going to get out. And also,
0: what's amazing, she's in New York in a modeling competition, and like we just said, she looks different. The look at the moment is blonde hair, blue eyes, and here she is with her dark hair and dark eyes, and she wins the modeling competition. Attitude that wins. This is proving to herself now, oh, I can achieve success.
1: Yeah, and then this rich kid that she's made friends with. And her mum moved to New York, and she cries, saying, "I'm desperate to go there." And they <sighs> say, "Come with us."
0: Come with us, right?
1: And she lives in their really fancy apartment. Mm-hmm. And starts pounding the pavements.
0: She's out every single day, going to every agency, every photography studio, and she's getting turned away.
1: Turned away, insulted. Yeah, well, right. This dark. isn't
0: this isn't a nice industry, no. is it?
1: Like her dad again, I suppose. All these people.
0: But I think perhaps because her dad was so intent and intense on like running her down and she heard it so many times that perhaps that gave her the resilience of Mm. being knocked back a hundred times in the modelling industry. Because do you know what? She'd heard it before and she'd heard it much worse.
1: Yeah, that's true. She can take rejection and she's got nothing to lose. She has to make it. So she's got this really tiny portfolio of rubbish photos and then gets this lucky break. When she walks in this one room and they're like, oh, you're late. Yes. Right? And she's like, hang on a minute. I'm not who you think I am. Well, I'll just pretend I am. Yeah. They're taking her photos and she's posing and it's all great. They do find out eventually it wasn't her. They have to give her the photos. I don't know how that works. Oh,
0: no, she went back to them. She said when when she was having the photos taken, they didn't know. And then she left. And at some point, yeah, they realised she wasn't the girl who was supposed to be there. But she went back to get her photos. And she just says, you know, they had nothing to gain by not giving them to her. And and who knew if she got a lucky break, it would be good for the photographer. So she ended up with some good photos in her portfolio at last.
1: And then she can take them around... And people start noticing her a bit more, and eventually she gets... I
0: think, wasn't it the uh, secretary at Eileen Ford, Monique says to her you need to try Wilhelmina's it, yeah she went
1: straight there and got in there
0: yeah but only at the lowest rung they weren't yeah. blown away by her probably no. because she wasn't in vogue not in vogue the magazine, yeah, but yeah. her look wasn't current no so they took her on and she was getting work as like a test model so she was she was by no means a photographic fashion model at this point but she was getting work as a model even yes. if it was just a glorified yeah. dummy. dummy.
1: And eventually they're sending her out in the odd little shoot
0: here and the little thing there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. B.B. King crops up again. Oh! Another B.B. King concert. And this time she's just overheard that he's playing. So she goes to Carnegie Hall, talks her way in, says, I'm meeting Ron Levy. Yeah. And she gets through... And he remembers her and says, oh, Janice, yeah, I said in Florida I'd owe you a drink. So she knows he's not faking it. Yeah. It's the beginning of the first love of her life. Yeah.
0: Janice and Ron. Yeah. Sitting in a tree.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And they're absolutely like a hot couple. Yeah. But they really love each other, it seems. She gets to hang out with B.B. King. Yeah. And she goes on their tour bus and has all these
0: adventures and gets really wrecked with muddy waters. (laughs) And is she singing at this point? She kind of says that she's singing on the tour bus and everybody's saying to her, wow, well, you've got a good yeah. voice. Everyone's wasted.
1: She sang to Muddy Waters. He says, body like that, you can sing the blues. Right, yeah. That just doesn't even make sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, perhaps he already knew with a body like that that obviously can... men are going to treat her awfully her whole life so she can sing the blues about Do that. oh
1: my God. But they're obviously off their heads. So yeah. of course she's going to sound good. She quite clearly can't sing. I gather that to you.
0: But what surprises me, and we are getting ahead of ourselves yes. here, is that she does end up with the fledglings of a music career. And the whole time I think, well, she can't sing. And then there's a video of her on YouTube doing the 12 Days of Christmas. And I know she's older at this point, but she can't sing. Yeah, I know. But then I guess it's that whole thing, where, you know, it's the beginning of the 80s. You know, historically, there have been singers who look fantastic, who actually can't sing that well.
1: Well, I mean, Grace Jones crops to mind do you
0: think she can to sing
1: i do i think she can sing but i'm not sure she could sing to the quality that would have been needed to launch a music career. Right, okay. If she wasn't such a personality yeah. with it, I think she's more of a performance artist, really. Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: And who's that other disco woman? She was the muse of Dali, and she had some disco hits. They put a whole album together for her. She was another Studio 54 woman. Oh. Sometimes you're so famous, it doesn't matter if you can sing right. or not. They yeah, can yeah, just yeah. put something together, and you can be Amanda Lear. Ah,
0: okay. Yes, yeah,
1: she was Dali's muse. She couldn't sing. She's beautiful and becoming quite famous. And that's all you really need. So they put a whole album together.
0: Okay. And it's also, you know, like the 1980s, it was every soap star got a record deal. Yeah. Whether they could sing or not. Yeah. And actually some of them succeeded because they could sing, but yeah. there were enough of them who actually made records who were just very, very average singers right. who would never have got a record deal without their soap star playing. Exactly. Fame. So, that, so are we saying that's kind of what must have happened with Janice? Yeah,
1: you're very beautiful. Yeah. You can get them in the recording studio. They can probably auto-tune the voice. Yeah, of course. And they will sell. Yeah. Unless you really it
0: up. Which we'll get to later. (laughs) Get to later. (laughs) So she's with B.B. King on tour with Ron Levy Levy.
1: Yes. And Muddy Waters tells her she could sing, which is probably...
0: Debatable. Debatable. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so what happened next?
1: Then she starts meeting some really good photographers. Ah, right, yeah. And that specifically... Kicks her off because it's all about the model and the photographer, like the actor and the director. When the two find each other, and when one is amused to the other, and it works.
0: And she's a great model, right? She's instinctive and she She knows what she's doing, and she's aware of her body and
1: fearless, clearly. Yeah, Yeah. well, she's fearless because she's wrecked the whole time as well. Because she literally is this entire time, she's never stopped taking drugs, Ah. it's only escalated, hasn't it? She's always drinking. Yeah, she,
0: she larges it yeah. for sure. Yeah. But I tell you what's quite interesting about this book, getting ahead of it again, is that she actually talks about it so casually that actually the first time her friends come and get her and, and check her into rehab you're kind of like, oh is it that bad? And then you think actually yeah, it's really bad but the way she talks about it is so casual Yeah, it's almost like she's denying it to, and I'm sure she was denying it to herself and even in the retelling of the story because you kind of think it's no big deal at that point but actually when you think about how much she's yeah, yeah of course she's it's a big deal
1: massively a functioning addict because she's off her head from morning till night pretty much it seems she can still absolutely be there every day for yeah. this shoot or that shoot she, and she
0: doesn't can drive her car she
1: can, oh my god she
0: drives a yeah, lot yeah, yeah while she's dri- off her head she'll
1: say oh i didn't want to go home that night so i drove to a bar yeah. had some drinks met somebody had some coke did i dropped them off drove myself home yeah she's hell. driving
0: a lot People did in the 80s, they right.
1: did. I guess when you're in America, all the roads are pretty straight. You've yeah, only got to stop at the lights.
0: It's easy to drink and drive in the Yeah, America. in Britain,
1: there's all little windy lanes, yeah. and you're just going to go off on one corner, aren't you, at some yeah. point? But in America, you just keep going straight. Yeah. And there you are. Easy. Easy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so has she gone to Mike Reinhardt yet, of the photographer, and he's ignored yeah. her? Yeah.
1: Patrice Casanova is the first one who really.
0: He's a French gets guy, her. right? Yeah. Okay, and then does he take her to France?
1: Well, what happens is she, her and Ron, it was one day when she says, Okay, Ron, I've got to go and do this big job. You're going off on tour. When I come back from work, oh, is that kind of um, prostitution-y waitressing job oh, she
0: had. <laughs> I was really surprised about this. So yeah. Wilhelmina's, which is mm. the leading, one of the leading model agencies in mm. New York and at this point Janice is on the still at the bottom of the pecking order mm. and she goes to Willie, the boss, and says, I'm desperate for money I can't pay my rent. And so she says to her, well there's this club where rich men go, you can wait tables and Janice is like that's a hooker bar. Yeah. But she goes, she's very ambivalent about how she talks about it. She talks about working there and then she says look just cutting to the chase the rent was paid that month That's so right. is she saying that she became a prostitute i don't
1: think so i think that everyone else there was but she was just working it getting massive tips
0: because it's in
1: the air and she knows how to do the walk and make them think that it's possible. Don't think she followed through because at that point she was absolutely in love. With Ron. Yeah and she was saying contrary to popular belief I was faithful to these
0: people. She says it all the way through. Can I just not gloss past the point point that the boss of one of the biggest modelling agencies in New York is sending her models to be prostitutes? Yes it's an
1: extremely fine line as we will discuss when she goes to Paris and meets these models who have all got Arab oh, boyfriends yeah. and this and that it's just it's people They're supplying models and Trump and all those people get models supplied it's a very fine line between the word model and prostitute
0: it's weird though isn't it because at both of those industries are based on making money from your body. Yeah. But they are and should totally be different. totally different. different.
1: Don't forget, they all become drug addicts. Not all, but it's such a drug fueled industry. Yeah. Once you're an addict, that's where your money's going. That's where the oh, line damn. can easily get crossed, isn't it?
0: Yeah, for sure. And also, you know, there's just the pressure for them not to eat and stuff. And yeah. so they'll, they, they'll take appetite suppressants yeah. or speed to keep going. Yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's a dangerous dark. industry. It, it really is. Because of that, Janice is a real survivor within it. Obviously, we're going to get into some of her scrapes and stuff. Well, she's and survived. Her awfully abusive childhood set her up for working in the modelling industry. That's an yeah, awful thing to say, say truth, but it's kind though. of the truth. Yeah, Oh my word. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so she got to that job, got $200, and then got the bus to go and join Ron as arranged at the BB King tour. She gets there. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. In the late evening or whatever, and walks into his dressing room. And there he is having sex with a woman on the sofa. (laughs)
0: heartbreaking at that point right because she's and so they're
1: absolutely into... in love and yeah have amazing oh newly like married
0: actually we missed the oh, point they got married.
1: married yeah
0: and his mum loved oh. janice and when janice's parents came to visit or came, to, came the wedding, to the wedding she didn't want her dad to come but he did ron's mum took janice's dad aside and basically read him the riot mm-hmm. act and janice said that he came back to the table and he didn't say another word for the whole night. So yeah. Ron's mum loved Janice, and yeah. Janice loved Ron. Yeah, and mom.
1: she'd spilled it all out to yeah. her, and she'd hardly ever told a soul. Yes, you're right. She just felt that she had a family she felt safe with for the first time ever.
0: There you go, and that's what makes Ron shagging this other woman so heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. Because she's finally found a family that loves yeah. her, and she's happy to be a part of yeah. And now Ron being a dick. You,
1: you almost think at that point... If they'd carried on being loving and supportive and she would had that family around her, she might have made it through
0: he was a heroin addict but...
1: oh bugger <laughs> that's so true they were...
0: god damn it if only all of oh. those things and him not being a heroin addict it might have worked
1: oh damn it <laughs> had he gone to heroin at that point or was it just a loss of coke too much coke I,
0: I don't know where it goes from oh, cocaine god. to heroin but it's all much of a muchness at that point uh, isn't
1: it okay it was doom, but it's such it's a real shame
0: Yeah, it's a real shame it's a terrible. there shame. are many shames in jazz. there's a start. lot
1: there's a lot god
0: but doesn't this what happens she spurs Shocking. her on is she Goes to Paris.
1: Yes, gets the job in Paris, and she takes it almost that next day. Yeah.
0: She's only going to Paris because a couple of people are coming to New York. They like her look, and they say yeah. to her, "Do you know what? You you would get more yeah. work in Paris because yeah. they're less stuck up like the Americans with their image." There are different girls in Paris. But again, she's at the bottom of the pecking order. She's staying in an attic on mattresses with about four or five other models who are trying to make it in yeah. Paris. And you're right. They're all going out, finding yep. the rich Arab yep, boyfriends. Yeah, sugar daddies. But Janice isn't. She's pounding the pavement again. But
1: the rejections are in French, so it doesn't hurt as much. because <laughs> She doesn't understand them.
0: But she loves being there.
1: Yeah. In Paris, she meets... Well, she's already met this bloke called Guy, who's an illustrator. Oh, yes.
0: But and she, he's sexy, and he says,
1: right? Yeah. Got and a it, motorbike. It says guy, but in French it's probably Guy.
0: Guy. OK, Let's <laughs> say call guy. It guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's got a girlfriend and she doesn't want to know. And eventually she's sick of all these girls having their blokes. She gives him a ring. Oh, I think she phones Ron and he's having a party. And he, she's like, right, that's it. Phones Guy. He goes, ah, oh, hello. <laughs> I'm going to take you out to dinner. <laughs> she gets to have this Cinderella experience in Paris yeah. where she's taken to amazing restaurants. Yeah. Meets the literati and mm-hmm. and it's the dream. Yeah, and she loves it. Doesn't matter he's got a girlfriend because he doesn't care, and it's all French. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she's in the morning he leaves and she thinks that he's just left her, and mm-hmm. she comes back with croissants oh, and coffee, yeah. and it's like amazing. She's never that had seals this happen, the deal. and she says that's when it starts taking off because he's got all these connections.
0: Ah, and right, it, it he knows the of, photographers. Yeah. yeah, and it
1: sort of elevates her.
0: He actually says to her, because she's going around the agencies and stuff. I know she has an agency, but but he says to her here, he says, get to know the photographers. Mm. And that's how you build your name. And that's exactly what she did. Yeah, Yeah.
1: And so then she's being sent here and sent there to this glamorous location, this thing, and she's loving it. And one day she sees her long, long legs on a bus. On a
0: bus, yeah, imagine that.
1: And she's so excited. She's starting to make it it really just takes off pretty fast after. yeah
0: that. it does is it in Paris that she's sent to shoot with Helmut Newton yeah and she's really he, she finds him rude so she's rude to him Ooh. and goes off with his wife She's
1: sitting by the pool mm-hmm. waiting and he's sat across the pool she doesn't know it's him and he's staring at her and she's ignoring him right he comes over and says take your clothes off of course she's rude to him yeah she doesn't know who he is and even if she did that's obnoxious yeah what she say Fuck off, you old perv! <laughs> something like that.
0: Good for her. Yeah. But correct. then, because of that,
1: his wife goes. Oh, his
0: wife is also a photographer. My...
1: Yeah, and then she photographs her.
0: Janice says she goes off with the wife to be photographed, but in her head, she's like, "I've fucked my modelling Our career, whole career because I've Dead. just been really rude to Helmut yeah, Newton." Yeah. But the photos that she takes with Helmut Newton's wife end up on the front cover of Elle. It's her first front yeah. cover. Yeah. So like, wow. Yeah. Do you know what? That is just men in this industry. They're just so abusive. Yeah, it illustrates the industry. The fact that a man can do that, mm. and the fact that Janice told him to fuck off. Now she thinks her career yeah. is over yeah. because she stood up to him. Which goes to show how many women don't stand up to them and and go with them. Yeah, because they think it's going to harm their careers if they don't. And I tell you what, if she'd known he was Helmut Newton,
1: she probably would have. Oh,
0: damn. Do you know what? I love that Janice Dickerson is in this industry telling these people to fuck off she is that 14 year old girl who pushed her way to the front of the Doors concert she's doing it on her own terms to a certain extent yeah and I'm glad that she's getting up men's noses, actually. Yeah.
1: The best story is when she goes to Milan and meets both Versace and oh, Armani yeah. on the same day. <laughs> yes. And even I get it mixed up. So it's Giorgio Armani and Gianni Versace. Yeah.
0: And she sees Versace first, yeah. right? And he's lovely and they're, they're getting on and having a great meeting. And then her agent drives her to Armani. Yeah. Who not just sit on a throne. Yeah.
1: He keeps her waiting for ages. Right. And then says, come in and he's on a throne. Grown, elevated. Oh, my
0: God. So she stood there in front of him and she says, it's a pleasure to meet you, Gianni. <laughs> like, damn.
1: He's like, get out.
0: <laughs> it's Giorgio.
1: It's the wrong one.
0: <laughs>
1: I know, because at first I was like, what did she do wrong?
0: I, th- I thought, what did she do I wrong?
1: Like, do you really see how she would
0: have yeah. Giorgio, Gianni, yeah,
1: Sachi, yeah. and yeah. Armani.
0: (laughs) So she's banished from the kingdom of Armani, isn't she? Unceremoniously dumped before it's even started.
1: Yes, brilliant. And then she goes straight to Versace, which is a good move. Yeah, and just tells him all about it. They all think it's it's... (laughs) hilarious.
0: (laughs) <laughs> it is hilarious. It is. And that just, you know, they already loved Janice at Versace, and that just really sealed the deal. And
1: I guess you can her. either be on one team or the other. Yeah. So she's team Versace yeah. from that point on. Yeah, that's a
0: great team to like, be a part of.
1: Yeah, great team.
0: Yeah. So she's enjoying success, isn't she? Yeah. And she's, she's on the front cover of magazines, she's on the sides of buses, and she just still keeps coming back to her dad. Yeah.
1: They're saying to her, you're going to open doors for all sorts of interesting women. Right. You're the new, you're amazing. And inside, she feels that she's still a super anxious, cripplingly self-conscious little girl. And she says even in a a restaurant or something, she'll suddenly crash really low and they'll say, you alright? And she's having childhood flashbacks and feeling like a piece of shit.
0: Gosh, the damage that man did. And
1: she always just smiles and says, I'm fine. She doesn't tell anyone. She really doesn't communicate it, which probably isn't helping. (laughs)
0: So Janice is back in New York at this point. Everybody wants her because she's had all this yes. success in Paris, right? Yeah. So she left New York with nobody. Mm. She went to Paris. On from Paris, she went to Milan to meet Versace. And now she's going back to New York and all of a sudden she's the hot She's the
1: cover girl yeah. from Paris.
0: People want her.
1: Every single person is telling her to go to meet Max Reinhardt
0: Mike
1: Reinhardt.
0: Mike Reinhardt. <laughs> Mike Reinhardt is a photographer who, when she was nobody in New York, she was booked to do a job with him. And she went to the studio. He completely ignored her, kept her waiting for like 45 minutes, didn't even acknowledge her. And then he did a few shots with her, didn't speak to her, and then he walked off. So the whole time she did that shoot with him, he didn't even acknowledge her once. Rude. Very rude. And she said to herself at some point in the future... I will make him pay for this. Yeah. And then when she's back in New York, people are saying, you have to meet this person, meet that person. She said, don't say Mike Reinhardt or I'm going to have to kill you. Yeah. And then the person says, well, then I'm a dead man.
1: Everyone said Mike Reinhardt.
0: I think this might have happened in Paris, actually. I think now I've said that, I think it might be Guy who recommended Mike Reinhardt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> probably i think you're right actually because when they got together jumping the gun yes didn't he take her to see the mona lisa yeah. and all the sites and talked to her about light and art yeah
0: and- we can jump the gun they they yeah. finally met and they really hit her off yeah. this time so- but he's older right so she at yeah. this point she's still 20 or something but he's like 38 39 yeah. and she actually says sorry mike if you're reading this but it was never about sex yeah, um, it was about what you taught me about yeah. the world and the culture. You opened me up to. So yeah, yeah. this happened in Paris because he was taking it to museums and art galleries.
1: Spoke four languages, but yeah. actually took the time to teach her and yeah. he respected her yeah. in that way.
0: Was it this early that she started picking up the camera it was. herself? It was
1: his camera she picked?
0: Because up. I had no idea that she was an accomplished photographer yeah, as well me
1: neither well yeah. i didn't know she was so how would i know
0: yeah. <laughs> that was a real surprise to yeah. me i just thought she was this crazy model who was getting yeah. through life on her looks and her right. body and her wits to find out she actually picked up a camera and developed a developed no pun hey. intended <laughs> A huge interest in photography and became very good at it. Yeah. I had no... And yeah. published.
1: Yeah. And asked everyone questions. That That's really great. She didn't just yeah. go and model. Oh, the, she was reading massive textbooks yeah. about
0: photography. She was... Le- and every time she modelled, she was learning. She was yeah. looking at the photographs. She, she was working with some great people. She was learning from the best. Yeah. She never took anything for granted in that respect. No. She was constantly learning stuff. Yeah. yeah. True.
1: Uh,
0: so we're back in New York. Oh yeah. She, she, up with she got Mike. that
1: face of JVC. She says you do those shoots, you get the cover, and you're just getting paid a really low daily rate, but where the money was was to get to be the face of something. A then you got paid a mint. Yeah. Right. And she went to the JVC corporate meeting oh, yes. where well, all these businessmen sat around in Japan. It was a Japanese businessman, yeah. yeah. And she said, I am the face of your product because look at my eyes. My great grandmother was Japanese. Oh, yes. I am exactly the person you need. <laughs> and she just made it up oh, and she God. got the job.
0: She got the job. Yeah. Now is that the one where she says she's still with Wilhelmina at yeah. this point and she said to them, I want five thousand no 20,000
1: 20,000
0: and Wilhelmina okay. laughed at her and said like nobody's getting 20,000 don't be ridiculous we'll try and get you five yeah and then she went back to Eileen Ford who'd yeah. rejected her and her yeah. big lips yeah. so in the book she says like, me and my big lips went to yeah. see Eileen Ford Eileen Ford's a husband was there because yeah. she said to Eileen Ford, if you can get me 20,000 on JBC, I will come to you. Yeah. And Eileen Ford said to her, don't be so ridiculous. And the husband said, you've got your $20,000. And they got it. They got yeah. it for her.
1: Yeah. And she claims she's the first supermodel. And everyone says the word's been used many times before. But that might be the yeah. the moment that she became the supermodel. Yeah. The first person to have got the big bucks. Yeah.
0: The big paycheck. I yeah. like it.
1: That might be a correct claim.
0: Yeah, because I think there is a quote from the 80s supermodels, I don't know which one it was, if it was Linda Evangelista, who said, I don't get out of bed for less than $10,000. So if Janice came along earlier than that, and said, get me $20,000 for that job, and they got it, she's the first person to earn anywhere near that much for a modelling job. So let's say she's correct in claiming to be the world's first supermodel. Shall we? Yeah, because she says it a lot. I mean, the only she reason I know that lot. she is is because she told me.
1: Yeah, but I Googled <laughs> so. the first supermodel, and the, the word was used yeah. the, even in the 50s.
0: So uh, Janice is basically the most successful model on the planet at yes. this moment in time. <laughs> oh, hang on. She's hanging out at Studio 54 and stuff, isn't Studio she?
1: Studio 54 happens around this time.
0: But Not she fun. was hanging out with everyone, wasn't she? She was like Warhol, and yeah. did she meet Mick Jagger at this point?
1: No, she met him at a random bar when she'd taken herself there on her own. She was <laughs> dancing with her eyes shut,
0: and oh, she'd had some yeah. drugs.
1: She was dancing, she opened her eyes and thought, "Oh my God, these drugs are good." <laughs> <Mick> Jagger's <laughs> dancing with me in my imagination. Shut her eyes again. <laughs> That's great. Open her eyes again. <laughs>
0: He's still there.
1: <laughs> what a life! But at this point at Studio 54 with everybody. She leaves one night because she'd been doing coke with Calvin Klein. I thought, Was it her and her mom, They go back to his house. Yes. And he gets, he gets, I'm just going to make myself a bit more comfortable. And he comes out in his <laughs> shirt and boxer shorts. And she says...
0: Do you believe this? But anyway, say it.
1: I believe she said it. But okay. it doesn't necessarily mean that he hadn't already thought of okay. it. She says... You look great in those boxer shorts. You should do your own brand and just put your name on them. Everyone would buy them.
0: (laughs) I kind of read that, but yeah, okay, Janice. (laughs) (laughs) So she's also responsible for Calvin Calvin Klein underwear. Amazing. Somebody has to have said it out loud at some point. Why not? Why not Janice?
1: Yeah. Oh, she says at some point, the fear is that she knows she should sort of do some therapy, but the fear is what if I look inside myself Mm. and find there's nothing? And that's her constant fear, isn't it? That actually... There is nothing under this partying and this drinking and laughter. So you just carry
0: on. We haven't mentioned him for at least 10 minutes, but even at this part in the book, she manages to bring it back to her dad yet again. Always. The rat bastard. Just constantly, every other page is just how awful her dad was. It's just, it's amazing, okay, that I get that that happened all the way through her life, that she could never shake that horrendous abuse. But also, when she sat down to write this book, she still had an impulse to mention it constantly.
1: Yeah, because that's how she was feeling. Up up and down, that's the down. The ups ups aren't even real, really. Except that everyone's telling her she's amazing. But that's the reason she needed to hear it, because she's balancing that with the opposite.
0: I think that this book is as good as any, which illustrates how you never shake it. Yeah. And how it just always stays with you. And you can just literally be having the best fun in the whole world. And achieved success, respect from your peers, fame, money, beyond what you ever thought you might get. And still, your childhood abuse is right there Mm. at the front of your head. Constantly, it never goes away.
1: I do think I'm going to have to hold on to what I've learned from this book. To make sure I don't judge people who seem really unhinged. Because so many people's lives have been messed up by their or by any yeah.
0: adult you never know what people are going through you have through. no
1: idea what they've been through and what they're <laughs> carrying with them anyway, back to the story <laughs> actually the Mike relationship yes. crumbles, they were always arguing, they got to the point where they were actually shouting at each other the whole time which two is the sort two e- egos mures. Done, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, he was really controlling her life, controlling her photo shoot, saying, "Oh, you get that job, I'll shoot it, and yeah, all that right. stuff. And she knew it was all over. She arranged a holiday, a skiing holiday, and took Christine Brinkley, blonde, blue-eyed yes. supermodel, is a very attractive ski instructor, and she <laughs> yes. thought, I really want him. It must be over, because when you're really in love, you don't want someone else. Yeah, right. She put Valium in Mike's drink. Oh, To knock him out and went off, got Christine Brinkley and they went off to the ski instructor's lodge. To seduce him. To seduce him. They didn't stay the night, but when they got back, Mike was awake and furious. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And uh, she left. She knew it was over. And two weeks later, he moved in with Christine Brinkley.
0: Wow. How did I mean, in all fairness, I'd move in with Christine (laughs) Brinkley. A bit
1: swift though, isn't it?
0: So is that before Billy Joel? Because you know Christy Brinkley is Uptown Girl. You know the video. What? The beautiful woman in the Uptown Girl video is Christy Brinkley. I
1: did not know that. Yeah. Weirdly, I watched that very recently. Ah,
0: there you go. I That's didn't her.
1: know. Amazing. She and looks like Lady Di. She does. Wow.
0: And Billy Joel married her. What? So that must be after Mike Reinhart, because we're still before yeah, Ra- that's Town a Girl. Bit later, right? that's Mike, 84, 85
1: or something yep. like that. Three. Yes, it's before that. Wow. I yeah. didn't know that. Four so Mike Reinhart, I
0: mean, Mike Reinhart as a photographer. He's getting the models, isn't he? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, one leaves and another one
1: yeah, comes. Yeah. Just, just a revolving. <laughs> but hang door. on, let's
0: just, can we just not gloss over the fact that yes. Janice Dickinson spiked his drink? Yeah, that's true. To, to go and shag somebody yeah, I, else.
1: I, yeah, I do, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, let's, it is. let's admit it. Let's not me, you know, We're
0: saying all these awful things that Janice has suffered. But yeah. also, she's doing terrible things to other people.
1: That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. I think that's the first time she cheated on somebody, though. She was very loyal. She kept yeah. saying, well, she says it anyway, that she was very loyal to people when she was really in love. Yeah. And it's only later on, that mm-hmm. probably at that point, that she stopped being so innocent, really. Yeah.
0: I bet Mike was dipping it elsewhere Oh, well, anyway. she says he was. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Especially if he hooked up with Christy Brinkley yeah, two exactly. weeks after. Yeah.
1: So. She, was, she was saying at some point, well, Mike was seeing other women, which was all right, though. Then she wrote, actually, no, no, it wasn't. Right. It's not all right. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's that thing right. where at the time she was probably going, well, it's all right, like Jane Fonda was saying. Yeah. They all had other girlfriends and you had to go along with it because that's the way it was. It was actually, mm. no. No. Not great. It's not. <laughs> Uh, Right. So listen, now we need to talk about the elephant in the room called Bill Cosby.
0: Okay. Okay, I had some knowledge of this before I read this book, but that knowledge basically extends to Janice Dickinson accusing Bill Cosby of rape, along with other women. But because she's the most famous, she's the one who's coming on the news programmes Mm. talking... And she looks like she's under the influence of something, unfortunately. And in most people's eyes, that really discredits what she's saying.
1: I googled
0: a lot of this. Yeah,
1: I watched her being interviewed. Uh, mean, she just seems off her head. And yeah. I totally get that. The thing is, just because someone's off their head, yeah. drinks a bit, yeah. takes some drugs doesn't mean they should be raped. No. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, and
0: it doesn't mean they haven't been raped. And the fact they're off off their head might be because they have been raped.
1: That's very, very true because this all happened in... Oh, I actually think it was 1982. Yeah, so we've got a date. But it started a bit earlier because he'd made a few inquiries and met her and said, I am considering you for an acting job. And this is the most patronising bit... Oh, take this Stanislavski book on acting. When you think that all he was doing is grooming her for a rape, that's that's just so humiliating that she took this book and actually read Read it and thought she could be an actor. That's deep humiliation that she actually thought, somebody sees me as something more, I could use my brain which she clearly has, that sort of stuff can really destroy you because that's her dad again. That eventually is another massive knockback. You're worth nothing. That's what that represents. And in all the interviews I saw of her, I thought it's a real shame she isn't more eloquent because if she was, she could have really spelled all that out. And we needed to sort of hear what, I want to say to her, what does it make you feel? Did it make you feel like a piece of shit worth nothing, worth less than nothing, like your dad made you yeah. feel? Because that's what it must have done. And that's what you need to put someone away for, for doing that it's to
0: someone. It's such a gross crime that it's not just about the physical act of forced penetration. Mm. If you're grooming someone, mm. people think of grooming in terms of children. But if you have power... yeah. If you have power, as Bill Cosby did, you can absolutely groom other successful, powerful people. Yeah. And that's what he was doing. And like you say, just the whole pretense that he had set up, it's not just a physical act. It's actually just how stupid and worthless yeah. and crushing... Yes. You can make somebody feel yeah, yeah. that is a crime in yes, itself.
1: Yes, it really, really yeah. is. So he used a date rape drug that made you go numb and lifeless. So she was aware of it, at least at the beginning of him on top of her. A...
0: But hang on, this is not in the book. I need to say that. No, this is what it's not getting... in the
1: book at all.
0: In the book she talks about meeting him first right and reading Stan yeah, yeah. Then he says he's doing a show in Las Vegas. Yeah. And he wants her to open for him. Now what as what? That's
1: what I thought. It was to do with music because she'd had that meeting where She'd, yes. Yeah, there's a piano player and she's
0: Co- song Right, Bill Cosby got her an audition with a piano player yeah. to test her out and to sing. She says she thought she was terrible. Terrible. But the man told Bill Cosby, she's great. Janice said, that made me think this industry is just full of bullshitters yeah. because I was not good. Yeah. Now, that made me think, did Bill Cosby have any intention of her opening for him? This whole meeting with the piano player, that's just part of the grooming yeah. thing. Oh, right? absolutely, yeah. And now here's what's really interesting. Um, Bill Cosby's assistant comes into that room and says, your wife is on the phone. Janice says his face, he looks immediately angry and he storms out. I'm wondering if the assistant did that (gasps) deliberately. To
1: protect her, maybe.
0: Anyway, this all kind of comes to nothing initially, right? Yeah. And the meeting kind of fizzles out and she's off being a model again.
1: Yeah. Well, she was in Bali having a breakdown after the marriage trying to recuperate
0: and then because we're talking about bill cosby and rather i talk about all of bill cosby in one go so we can then move on and talk about other things so let's skip forward a bit right sorry to digress but what i know on outside of this book about bill cosby is that this book was brought up in janice's court Court case case, because she does not mention the rape in it no now janice says the rape was initially included in this book but her lawyers said because at the time nobody was accusing bill no, cosby when this not. book came out yeah they said to well, her, you can't do it yeah they will absolutely finish you yeah so she took the rape out of the book but i think she said everything she can without saying he actually raped her yeah. now i just need to find this bit about steven spielberg because oh. knowing that bill cosby drugged his victims right so Janice has this initial meeting with Bill Cosby and he's grooming her reads Stanislavski but anyway it kind of peters out and she's off being a successful model again and she talks about Bill Cosby again and she also says now this is in the book she said there was another man who also called around this time twice but I ignored it it was Steven Spielberg somebody at his office left a message for me Mr. Spielberg had met me in a restaurant in Southampton and was interested in having me audition for something called Raiders of the Lost Ark. I didn't remember meeting Mr. Spielberg, so I imagine I must have been really drunk at the time. This was starting to happen to me from time to time. Blackouts, they call them. Fugue states. You wake up the next day and your memory is shot through with holes. Raiders of the Lost Ark, huh? Audition, huh? He must have been talking to his friend Cosby. No thanks. That's her saying she was drugged and raped and can't remember it without saying so. Wow. Steven Spielberg. Why has she put his name into the... Is she saying... I mean, a things going to come out about Steven Spielberg? Should we even be talking about this on this podcast? Are we going to get sued? I have
1: no idea. But no, you're just reading what she wrote.
0: This is my text analysis. You know how I like to yes. do it after studying Shakespeare? Yes. I like to read... Um, I, I think this is... She's not allowed to say that Cosby raped her. No. In this book. And now she's talking about Steven Spielberg, phoning her up to audition for The Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Why would he want her to audition? She's not an actress. No. So and she says, oh, audition her. So... It, you must yeah. have been talking to your friend Cosby. So this is a thing with Harvey Weinstein. We know it. Yeah. They're getting these beautiful women in to audition. Yeah, yeah. But actually they're just getting them into... So she's <sighs>
1: saying, yeah. I don't, that doesn't necessarily mean he did sleep with her. No. But, he, but he wasn't phoning her for a real job. He was phoning her to try and wangle her. To hopefully
0: lake. get a sexual... He
1: was trying to do the same thing that Bill Cosby had done.
0: Yeah. Now... But
1: we know he did that to her. I mean, I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah.
0: She can't say Bill Cosby drugged her and she woke up and she couldn't remember. But I think this is her way of saying that without saying it. Now, also, she has another meeting with Bill Cosby in Lake Tahoe. That's where she accused that the rape took place. Now, I also think if we look at that passage in this book, Janice has gone to Bali at a later stage to dry out. And while she's there... Bill Cosby is trying to get hold of her and he invites her to Lake Tahoe. So she goes. So I'm kind of thinking at this point she's comfortable enough with him to go on the promise of a job or something. Basically, they go out to dinner and he's trying to seduce her. Oh,
1: it's two hours of him talking about himself. That's right. She says. called
0: it the Cosby show or something. Oh, yeah. this is funny. As I, well. so She's at dinner with Bill Cosby, who's talked about himself for two hours. And then she goes, and suddenly I remembered something Andy Warhol once told me. It was his definition of an actor. He says an actor is a person whose eyes glaze over when the conversation is no longer about them.
1: <laughs> so it says he must have been an actor's actor. Yes.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah then after dinner he asked me back to his room and I went but I stopped myself at the door I'm exhausted I said his eyebrows went a little funny exhausted he asked and it was clear he was trying hard to keep his temper in check after all I've done for you that's what I get I'm exhausted well gee Bill I stammered if I had known it was going to be like this He waved both of his hands in front of my face, silencing me. Then he gave me the dirtiest, meanest look in the world, stepped into his suite and slammed the door in my face. Yeah,
1: that's where she'd slammed the door on the story at that point. Yeah. She tried to say he's a total... Asshole and control freak. And that's all she could say.
0: Yeah, she said everything she could when this book came out, when nobody was accusing Bill Cosby. She had it in the draft and the lawyers were like, no way. So she's basically said everything she can without saying as much.
1: To say he isn't the lovely, lovable person everyone thinks he is. God damn it. But then, yeah. But it's all come out now.
0: Yeah. Well, he's been in prison for it, but he's out now. And he's already, I think he, he was held captive in its house for a bit. Was he? But I don't know he what's happening now.
1: Career anymore, well they?
0: no. But you I know was... what, his glory days were over anyway, so were I
1: they though I think he's been punished. His name
0: is Mud, surely. You would hope so.
1: I don't I think don't anyone know. would dare put him on television now. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, we believe her and support her in this
0: I totally believe her and I'd like you say, I just think it's a real shame that when she was called up yeah. in the mainstream media to talk about Bill Cosby, she was just a bit of a mess. I know.
1: But like you say, part of the reason will yeah. be because of him. That will have validated everything bad her dad ever said about her. Oh that very yeah. incident, yeah. you know, it's terrible. She resisted it from her dad the whole time. And yeah. it, it,
0: Do you know what? Let's say, let's stop talking about those terrible men and just say, Good on you, Janice Stiggerson, for, for sticking up out. and actually going on the news, putting yeah. yourself forward. Yeah. When you knew this would probably happen to you, that people were saying, don't listen to that mad yeah. old bag. Yeah. Yeah. She did it. She went out and she said it. And she did absolutely the right thing. And I think she's brilliant for doing it. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> right,
0: <coffee. laughs> so let's talk about men that she had a nice time with
1: yes there are a
0: few i mean obviously a lot of them start out as good times and then turn into not good times but to tell you something i have trouble with is remembering the chronological order of them all because Mm. there's quite a few there's men she had flings with there's men she had relationships with and there's men she had children with but i can't remember what order they all (laughs) got i know
1: i've taken a few notes because i had to go back through because it just turns into one big blur of Well, we can talk about them independently. It doesn't matter so much. Okay, But if you want to know what came first... Yeah, I do. Go on. (laughs) Jack Nicholson. Ah. Well, I mean, she says she's... She just describes it, but I imagine there's a lot of this at the point where she's single. She's at parties and there's all these famous and good-looking men and there's all these models and all the men want all the girls and all the girls want the men and it's just a lottery. And I think she said, well, he's to this, he's to that. Jack Nicholson's a wolf, but he's paying me so much attention and he's Jack Nicholson. He makes me feel validation mm-hmm. comes up a lot. He likes me, and he's amazing, and he's Jack Nicholson. I oh, must be someone.
0: Is that just sex in a hotel room, or did they... I
1: don't think they had much of an affair. Yeah. She said uh, he had a long-term partner, Angelica Houston, who she really oh, liked yeah. and she felt bad about.
0: Did she, though? Did she feel bad enough not to sleep with Jack Nicholson?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I like no.
0: Angelica Houston.
1: I do. She's amazing. Yeah. And then um, Warren Beatty.
0: He crops up a lot. in yeah. yeah, he does. <laughs> he just sounds like a really nice bloke. He does,
1: actually.
0: Here's the thing, uh, why it didn't work with Janice Dickinson, is that he's complete teetotal. He doesn't take That's drink true. or drugs, whereas yeah. she's out caning it every yeah. night. Yeah, 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 That makes me really like yeah, him.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: His drug is women, right? It
1: probably is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah,
0: like if reading between the line of Cher's autobiography before she was famous, yeah. she had a car crash with... Yeah. Warren Beating. They made me think, is he just out deliberately causing car crashes with young women?
1: Ever (laughs) since if you're driving along, ooh, fancy her poof run off the road and make it look like an accident. Take the number, get the Yeah. I have been wondering about He
0: He doesn't do drink or drugs, he's got to take his kicks another way. Causing car crashes with (laughs) beautiful women. Um, so what's she doing with Warren Beatty, just hanging out with him and having a nice time? Oh, she does say that he looks at himself in the mirror Yeah, he's very vain. But well, you know, I'm so vain is written about him, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Carly Simon.
1: Yeah, I know the song. Yeah. <laughs> it clearly was so vain. She catches him looking in the mirror and playing with his hair for about an hour. Yes. She wakes up again he's still doing it.
0: <laughs> Mind you, if I look like that, I probably would look in the mirror a lot more. Uh, uh, Do you know that Mick Jagger sings backing vocals on that song as well? Uh, yeah, because people thought it was about him and it was like a double whammy from Carly Simon getting him to sing on oh, the actual amazing. track amazing. and he didn't even know. well wow,
1: because they're all in the same world, yeah. aren't they? They're so actually, I'm, the surprised,
0: I'm surprised Janice hasn't mentioned Carly Simon because they all seem to be going out with all the same men. That
1: is true. <laughs> yeah, then the Mick Jagger thing, when she opened her eyes and it was Mick Jagger. And they had a, quite an ongoing thing. But she says he wasn't nice to her.
0: When you say he's not nice to her, is he just being arrogant rather than being actively not nice?
1: It sounds like he's being actively not very nice.
0: It but wasn't just a one-off thing with Mick Jagger, no, though, was they, it? No,
1: they met up quite a lot. And then eventually, when it all goes horribly wrong at Studio 54, she gets that phone call from Jerry saying, you better stick to modelling and stay the fuck away from Mick. And you're like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, he was wandering around being Mick Jagger.
0: Yeah, probably. Well, Jerry Hall, imagine having to put up with going Why would you try and tame with...
1: Mick Jagger? Yeah. She's just said he just has an incredible energy. Yeah. Unstoppable energy, which he obviously does.
0: mm mm-hmm.
1: Permanent rocket up his ass.
0: I wonder if they were too similar.
1: Yeah, she said, I've never kissed a man with lips as big as mine. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Janice Dixon and Mick Jagger, they're kind of two in the same. Yeah. Very forceful yeah. people. Yeah, true.
1: And then she has this crazy drive to Memphis with John Belushi. Oh,
0: yeah. Who just basically says to her, out of the blue, do you want to come to dance on Elvis's grave?
1: Yeah, which they never do.
0: And again, this is another episode of them taking loads of drink and drugs and just going on a road trip.
1: It's amazing because you think, well, she must have loads of these stories. I bet she can't fit them all in the book. But um, yeah, they randomly drive. They stop in Atlanta in a casino to see a mate of his who's performing. And then he goes, we've run out of weed. So he shouts across the whole casino, hey, have got any pot? Everyone looks around and they laugh because it's John Belushi. Uh, a detective comes over and goes, I'm a detective, come with me. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 it's just a joke.
0: Janice says, We're just yeah. rehearsing for a sketch yeah, on Saturday on Night sketch. Live.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then when they get outside, he says, I've got loads at my house. Come to my house. Uh, my wife loves you, John Belushi, and she's going to love it. So, yeah, the wife's amazed. They do all the autographs and photos, and he's got loads of confiscated drugs. Yeah. And just gives them loads, and they try and smoke it all. <laughs> Jesus. Oh wow! He couldn't make it up. So um, they didn't make it to Memphis.
0: No, they didn't get no, as far as they didn't make uh, it to some motel or something. Did he try on with it? Did they oh, have yeah, sex? Absolutely. Okay, mm. that surprises me really mm. that that happened because he was given a loads of
1: therapy on that journey. Yes, and that's so your right. two personalities, which we've already established, she's the little girl yeah. and the supermodel. Successful person, and he says, "And I'm going to fuck both of them tonight." Oh my god! Yeah, and he's saying you should be with somebody like me. That's like, hang on, how are you different? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and she—he was dead within two months, and it really, really upset her. Yeah, clearly. Then we've got this horrible episode around Studio 54. She cut all her hair off.
0: Oh, she damn. She thought
1: she looked like a boy. Yeah. Everyone's telling her she can sing, which she clearly can't. Ronnie Wood from
0: yeah, Rolling
1: Stones and Keith Moon Yeah, produce They take her into music. the studio she... and
0: they record tracks with her.
1: Yeah, which, as we said, could have been like one of those Amanda Lear.
0: Actually, do you know what? No, it could have been, but thinking about it, you're right, it's Keith Richards and Keith Moon. <laughs> Would they have been messing about with somebody who clearly couldn't sing?
1: It's weird, but I can't find any trace of the music. Yeah, you? no.
0: No, 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 they've no. they've
1: taken it off. Yeah, I'd really like to hear it, but I can't. Oh, it was probably
0: it. no, you know, even songs which were in the charts twenty years ago are still not on the internet. Actually, it's, it's if not... no one's
1: put it on there, then yeah. that's the end of it, isn't it? And if that was actually never released as a single because yeah. they were premiering it at Studio Fifty Four, they probably never printed a yeah. single record or tape.
0: So you know, she's at this point now where she's known for being a model, and she's working with really esteemed musicians to start this music career, and Studio Fifty Four have said, come and launch yourself at Studio 54. big. Big. It was an anticipated evening. Yeah. Because yeah, like, everybody knew who she was yeah. anyway at that point.
1: Everyone was there. Liz Taylor. The list of names of who was yeah. there is horrifying if you yeah. don't want an audience like that. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant if you do.
0: Everybody who's anybody is in that club Absolutely. waiting for you to give your
1: debut singing performance. Mind Crikey. you, then she does say she drunk a load of cocktails, <sighs> three lines of coke, so uh, that's you know to take some responsibility. Mind you, that probably would have poked her up. She's yeah. used to that. Yeah, she's used to it. She steps out there.
0: Oh my god! She sees
1: all of these amazing people.
0: And the music starts. She's
1: about to sing. She sees her dad. Oh my god! I know. It did your heart just like go. oh flip. my god? I
0: felt sick. I yeah. almost thought yeah. she was going to say she was hallucinating. Yeah, and it was her mind playing tricks yeah, on but her, but no. no, her dad was a there. A sister,
1: a young sister who n- didn't know what had happened.
0: She can't possibly know the extent no, of it. No, invited the mum and dad.
1: Yeah, for her big debut, and there's her dad. And it fucked her. She couldn't even sing a yeah. note.
0: Oh damn! I hated this. I really it's cringed. Worst. I, I hated this part.
1: It's oh, no, know, it's, it's horrific.
0: It was such an opportunity. I mean, she already had. Like success, and so but this was an opportunity to take her in a new direction. She had so much support, all those people were there to see her, and it was exciting. And she got on stage and crumbled lost before it, she even lost began. it. She's yeah. basically
1: having a breakdown in front of everybody, yeah. So humiliating,
0: doesn't it? Oh, uh, what a Bear shocker! About. Like we say, she references her dad all through this book, yeah. so he's a ghost that is permanently on her yeah. shoulder, and then a really crucial part in her that he's yeah. actually there.
1: Anyway, so that's absolutely ruined that.
0: Yeah, and she never got back on that horse, did she? Never. never pursued singing again after that. Yeah, that's really bad. Did she go off and hide
1: then? She then, obviously, I think she must have gone drugs mad because then she had an intervention
0: and she went to rehab again. So when's she meeting Simon Fields? Is that that around this time? Um,
1: uh, Yeah, it's a little bit after that. She she went to um, Africa and sat on a pile of crocodiles for a
0: while. Oh, my word. (laughs) I mean, could you imagine? They'd never do that with a model now.
1: It's absolutely nuts. They said they tied their mouths together
0: and drugged and doped them. them. I mean, that's. I'd is... like to
1: hope that they wouldn't do that, but you never know.
0: Yeah.
1: That picture's amazing, though. Did you see the picture?
0: Yeah, I, Yeah, but, but they drugged it's five not a so crocodile. Big, and, and
1: gave her loads of beer yeah. to climb up that pile of bloody crocodiles. I mean, I think that
0: Shocking. also illustrates the kind of person she is. She is fearless.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. So before that, Simon, she meets this bloke called Alberto, who's an international soda magnate. He Uh, doesn't want kids. He's minted rich. And so she gets pregnant. Right. And he says, I don't want a kid. I will not have a kid. You have to have an abortion. So there's another terribly destructive thing. If you really want that kid and you have to get rid of it, well, you feel you have to get rid of it. She didn't feel she could be
0: alone. And she didn't want to get rid of it to begin with. She did not want to at all. Yeah. And then ultimately she... Did,
1: did and then had to live with that feeling and then she's traveling but they've had an amazing time together mm-hmm. and gone on all these amazing holidays and then they're in Italy do you remember this bit and the Italian director's sitting opposite with his girlfriend and she feels his foot on her knee oh yes and he's like meet me tomorrow oh, at God. this tiny little Italian village church dressed as a nun yes
0: so she does. She's
1: like, what? Yeah, the next <laughs> day she's going around trying to find a costume shop in Italy, finds a nun outfit, manages to find this out of the way tiny village church, goes in it, waits.
0: Hang on, she gets there because she nicks a Ferrari outside the restaurant. She nicked. Was that that? That's that. So oh. she's fed up with her boyfriend. Oh, the film yes. director is tapping her knee. I think they go off to the toilet at the same time. He says, "Meet me in this church," and she's so fed up with her boyfriend and she's drunk. And he tells her, so she's drunk. Drunk She leaves the restaurant. The valet is there with a Ferrari with the key in it. And the valet leaves for like thirty seconds, (laughs) and Janice Dickinson, drunk, gets in the Ferrari (laughs) and basically steals it. And she says. She rationalized it by saying that her boyfriend had so much money that he would sort it. whatever happened, yeah. he would sort it yeah, out. Yeah. she drove it to the church That's near right. the church <laughs> went to find a nun's costume yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, she's ace. and
1: then and then in comes the Italian director, who by the way, is probably really famous.
0: right, yeah, another she doesn't give a name no. right yeah
1: and he's dressed as a priest. <laughs> So obviously, we all know what happens. Yeah. Next. And she but gets, she says
0: it's amazing, right? Oh, yeah. It's amazing sex up against a church wall. Yeah.
1: But anyway, she comes back, gets to outside the hotel, and her husband comes out and goes, What the hell?
0: Because she still dressed as a
1: man. She just tells him. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of that. The next thing that happens is she meets a video man called Simon Fields. Oh,
0: yes. The video producer who's done yeah. Madonna, Michael Jackson, everyone, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: yeah. And they really hit it off. Yeah. And have a lovely time.
0: Yeah. This is like the bit in the book where you kind of think, oh, my God, has she actually found someone? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a child. They have a child, Nathan, little boy.
1: So what the hell happens to that then? Yeah,
0: it goes pear-shaped at some point, of course.
1: Oh, I know. They're they're happy for a while. And then she gets pregnant again.
0: He says, no, I can't
1: cope with another child. I'm busy (sighs) enough. I've got too much going on to have another child. Oh, as if he was a get hands-on rid of it. parent
0: anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get rid of you it You have again. to have an
1: abortion. I can't have another child. That's awful that she, she's being told that yeah, again. Yeah, I know. And she says, if I have an abortion, I will resent you. And she has an abortion and she resents yeah. him. And it's the beginning and the end of that.
0: And she turns back onto her drink and drugs again, right?
1: Yes. And so
0: he sues her, takes her to court for a divorce but also to get sole custody yeah. of the child because he's saying she's, she's an unfit not a fit mother. mother.
1: Not realizing that all this accumulative behaviour is making her an unfit yeah. mother. But at that point her dad comes to visit.
0: Oh my God.
1: Well, her mum comes to see her yeah. to see her grandchild and brings her brings father. a
0: fucking father. Ah uh,
1: who's got Alzheimer's yeah. at this point and all it's done is make him even more violent and yeah. not trying to hide it anymore, just yeah. outwardly violent like punching her mum, p- yeah. kicks the dog. And so she calls the police yes. and says, he's beating my mum up. And they say, is he doing it right now? And she says, no. So they say, well, we can't help you then. So she smashes a vase and says, oh, he is now. Yes, good for so her. So they come over and they come with an ambulance, take him away. Her mum gives her the dad's pills, says, literally, you've got to bring these. He won't live without them. And as she's following the ambulance in the car, she rolls down the window and throws him out the yeah. window. And then, when does she say it to him? But I think when she, he's at the hospital, at some point, she goes, You should die, you need to die. Yeah. She's that mad. Because she's like, I've got a small child in my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. I am not having this man in yeah. my house with my small child. So all of that anger at the age of her kid and knowing what he did to a yes. kid is all massively resurfacing. That was the first night he was potentially going to sleep under
0: the yeah. roof with yeah. her kid. What actually? I can't remember what happens to her dad at this point. Is he, he
1: has a massive heart attack and dies. He
0: does die. Yeah, okay. that
1: night they're back at home and they get a call.
0: Is that because she threw his medication she, away? They said
1: to her at the hospital, "Does he need any medication?" She said, "No, he's fine." <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, is, she didn't say he had Alzheimer's or anything. She said, no, he's absolutely fine.
0: Well, he deserved it. From... To be
1: honest, yeah, she said she could see bruises on her mum's yeah. neck. I
0: mean, But Not... just everything she, he did to her yeah, sister and her. herself. And, and the and... thing
1: is, he was just continuing to do it.
0: Yeah, he was just a, a nasty
1: A really, really person. nasty piece of work. You can't feel bad. But then she says, I should have felt good and I didn't. Yeah, it right. didn't change anything about how I felt. It didn't make it go away. It didn't make me feel better. He never... Stopped haunting her for the rest of her life. Let's see. So
0: dad's dead. Janice offed him. But he's not really dead in the fact that he's just part of her psyche till the day she dies. Yeah, that's, right. Dies, that's right.
1: By the way, I think she uh, had an affair with Liam Neeson, which technically is the oh, thing yes. that ended her marriage.
0: Yes, that's it. She yeah. went to... photo. There's obviously a connection. She met him and then he said, photograph me. And they went... He has the biggest cock in show business, by the way. <laughs> and she confirms that. Yeah. The minute his name come up, I thought to myself, OK, they're having sex at some point, <laughs> right. And she's going to tell us how big his cock is. <laughs> <laughs> so, another name to drop. How does Sylvester Stallone fit into all of this? Ah,
1: well. Oh, well, firstly, she then meets a nice man called Michael Bernbaum. Oh, yeah. Was he TV before man? Sly? Mm. He was too nice. She said she kind of likes the ones that aren't very nice. Oh, he was God. lovely. And he said to her will you come to Cannes with me, can for the film festival or whatever? She said she would. When she got there, she realised she was bored. because She doesn't want to just be some, on yeah. someone's arm. And she saw Sly Stallone right. in the hotel and went over to him and said, get me out of here. So he said, all right. And the next day she went, oh, Sly Stallone wants me back in New York. Yes. And I've got to go. And he went, I can't believe you're doing this to me. She went, no, I've got to go. And then gets on his plane and there's all the beds on the plane.
0: That plane sounded amazing. Amazing. It had bedrooms. Five or six
1: bedrooms
0: and <laughs> yes. beds. So she said that there were other good-looking, successful people on this plane. They yeah. were all having drinks and they all started peeling off and going into the rooms. Yeah. And it was just her and Sylvester left. Yeah. But she was quite sure she wasn't going to sleep with him. And he was trying to. And in the end, they went in they and laid down And on took the bed.
1: sleeping pills and spooned and it was electric. Yeah.
0: And God damn it, it felt really good. Yeah. That's what she said. But they didn't sleep together. But she liked being Yeah. With... Now, hang on. They had met before because she took his photo. He was going out with a model. It's a named model and I can't remember who it is. I can't either. But Janice Dickinson was shooting a famous model. Let's not forget, actually, we haven't really talked about it other than initially. She's getting a really good photography career. Yes, that's
1: really true. She's a
0: great photographer and she's being booked to take photos. And she's I can't remember who the model is, but it's a famous model. She's taking her pictures, and then Sylvester Stallone turns up to pick this model up. Mm, mm. And there's obviously some kind of chemistry, yeah, but yeah. Janice is very resistant yeah. to it. And she says, let me take your photo. She took one photo, and it's in the book, and actually yeah, it's a great it's really photo cool. of him. Yeah. Then she said that he was trying to phone her and stuff. Yep. But she's like, no, not interested, because he's going out with her friend, yeah. this other model. Yeah. And, and then, then that there elsewhere she sees him, and then she's on his plane, and yeah. they're spooning. Yeah.
1: And then... She gets into a bit of a pickle because she's obviously <laughs> a bit of a mess. And she said she had this one bad week where she slept with three men in three oh, days. Yes, she did. There was Michael.
0: Ma- so that's Michael know, Birnbaum.
1: Yes. Yeah. Then there was an abstract artist. An artist Does remains unnamed. So that's Jackson, intriguing. Jackson Pollock. It wasn't when Andy did he Wolver, die? Was it? I Don't know, yeah. I
0: mean, I mean, there's quite a few abstracts, it could be any York, of them, yeah. but
1: it's interesting in the fact that she's she <laughs> not, not named and sliced alone, sliced alone three in three days, and she gets pregnant. Yes. And so it's like bloody Mamma mia, <laughs> 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 and it makes sense because she was so burned by the ex um, trying to get soul custody and how painful that was for her trying to fight to see her kid who she absolutely loved, yeah. She didn't want a man to take her kid away the next time. And she was convinced that sliced alone was the dad. So yeah, no,
0: she said she absolutely felt really that it felt, was. Yeah. To the point where she didn't consider it might be the other yeah. two guys. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they were together and right through to the birth and he was lovely and they had a great relationship, seemingly. And then after the birth, he said, right, I want to test. I'll do to a DNA it. test. It's really sad. The minute he found out it wasn't his, he yeah, just cut not... off all contact. Yeah. Must have been hard for him as well. Oh,
0: absolutely. Because he obviously likes Janice a lot. Yeah. And to start a family and then to find out that child actually isn't one. No. Roles, it's really yeah, that's hard really horrible.
1: For both people. And because he comes back into her life every now and then. Yeah, he does. Wanting her in his life, really. Yeah. So he did love her, clearly. Yeah. After Sly's left, she meets this bloke called Albert Gernstein, oh, yes, who yes, yes. Who is a bit of a drinker, but charming, and she was obviously vulnerable. And they got married, because that's when Sly Stallone was saying, I'm going to land a helicopter and rescue you, but he didn't.
0: Yes, now, because Sly introduced them. This is what I couldn't figure out. Sly Stallone, he's a friend of Sylvester Stallone's, and he introduced them on a date, and they hit it off. When they were going to get married, Sylvester Stallone said, don't do it, he's a loser. It's like, then why did you introduce them? Yeah, I found that weird.
1: Yeah, that is weird. But they got married anyway, had a great night. Drank too much and
0: oh my god,
1: he crashed the car badly off the edge of a bloody cliff. It sounds like they properly spun and they're lucky to be alive. They were
0: both off their heads, off their heads, and they yeah. made the. She was going to drive, and he said, "Don't you drive? You've had more than me." She was a, He was a so fast he, driver. He drove and he wouldn't slow down, and they went off the edge of the yeah. road.
1: Very lucky to be alive, and she's got two kids, and she doesn't need to be dying in a car crash. And that's when Simon's really pushing for sole custody. Right, damn it. And then it says that one night he came back, this is the husband, Alberto, and just went, who have you slept with? Because she was just gone numb and she was staying in and not doing anything. And he went, write me a list of who you've slept with. Write everyone down. She left him the next day.
0: She said that he was so angry about her writing this list that she couldn't even... Think about who she slept with. So she was even putting things like Colonel up. Sanders and stuff on yeah. it. And she said it was like three pages. And it, it kind of meant nothing to her. But that was such an act of weird jealousy.
1: Uh, bad choice, I'm thinking. Oh, She's just ever. just lost without a bloke all the time. But she eventually had a total breakdown and Tony Peck... Takes her to rehab. Gregory, son Peckson. of Gregory. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's rehab. I think it's AA, actually.
0: Right. Okay. And yeah. she finally yeah.
1: starts on the right yeah. path to mm-hmm. trying to come out of it all.
0: And at this point she's doing things like fundraising for the school and stuff, right? And holding yeah, evenings. Being a and mom. I think she said that being a normal mum and then Simon would turn up with his new girlfriend and she actually really liked her. Yeah, and then she's like a kid
1: as well, I think.
0: Yeah. And she's like, Wow, look at me, I'm actually hanging out sober with people. I'm finding that I like yeah, people. really great people yeah. that
1: she's got in her life
0: didn't last so did it
1: <laughs> I mean, and that's where the book leaves it and then yeah. you go what happened in the next 20 years and that, that well, whole court thing she became a reality TV star yeah what happened next
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of thrift shop biography we love making this podcast and we're absolutely thrilled that so many of you are already listening you could really help us out by leaving us a review somewhere wherever you listen to this podcast and if you could share us tell your friends about us or drop some links on social media we have a facebook page called thrift shop biography so make sure you come over there to hear about the episodes first and what else we're up to Okay, see you next week. And if you're new here, there are loads more episodes now to go and listen in the back catalogue. So make sure you go and enjoy them. Okay, thank you very much.